Welcome to Ring That Bell Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Torres. I'm alongside my co-host, Andrew Potok, Justin Goodman, and my what's producer, up, guys? Alex Ortiz. Everyone say their what's up, hellos. What's good, guys? Andrew Potok. I'm 24 years old. I went to LaSalle University, and I'm a four-year season ticket holder for the Sixers. So, What's up, guys? It's Goody. Justin Goodman is my legal name, but everybody calls me Goody. Just here to talk some Sixers. Let's go. What's up, everyone? My name's Alex Ortiz. I'm a Temple student here. I'm going to be producing a pod. I'm excited for everything, all this Sixers talk. And let's just get started. Let's get right into it. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. We are basically just going to be covering the Sixers and any NBA trending topics that happen. So um, we hope to provide you good shows in the future. So we're going to get right into it. We are going to discuss the Sixers starting lineups, what our predictions are for the lineups. So I'm going to go first with this topic. Um, I obviously, we all know Ben Simmons is starting at the point guard. Then I got Jay Rich, which I don't think is an argument. I'm taking Sniper Shake Milton as my three. Agreed. Cork Moss. Tobias as my four. No argument there. And then Joel Embiid, that's no argument. Um, what do you guys think? I I have the same thing, so I completely agree. I definitely think Horford comes off the bench to start it off. I, I would agree. However, it's just um, I feel like it, it might be situational at times. You know, there's there's definitely going to be games where we're going to need two, two bigs out there. Sometimes the bias could definitely, I don't know, towards bigger lineups could be getting bullied out there. So I don't yeah, know. I, I agree, agree with that. that. It depends I on agree. the matchup. You know what I mean? I kind of agree with the match. Like if. If they got two big men, I think they're going to try and go out quick with Shake to get a head start, right. and then bring out bring out Horford to get a, Embiid's legs a little fresher. Mm-hmm. I don't. He can he can really go any way he wants, depending on what he thinks is going to go. Right, which is why I think what Brett Brown said in the beginning of the season: this is a playoff team. You know what I mean? We all knew we were yeah. getting to the playoffs, but when we get to the playoffs is when we'll really see what kind of team this is. Like I have so, Horford coming off the bench because. For that reason, you said Potok with Embiid's legs being tired. Horford showed that he can put some minutes in. So, plus he has and he's, that. He's, um, he's reliable off the bench. I would love him as a oh, six-man big, big man. Oh, big time. Oh, dude. And he gives he's you that veteran presence who played in the playoffs already. You know what I mean? And he's easily. a true center. You know what I mean? So, he gives you another. Doesn't clog the floor, fresh off the bench. That's what right. we got him for. Yeah. Yeah, right. it just kind of it just kind of sucks that we had to pay twenty eight million dollars for a fucking backup big man. But uh, it's brutal. <laughs> that's another but, discussion. Uh, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> it, I know, dude. The contract's so bad. Uh, I mean, no, if no, I had no. my way, I would have signed Malcolm Brogdon. But that was a signing trade, I'm, though, right? I, I'm not Elton Brand. What? Wasn't that a Malcolm si- Brogdon? Yeah, I think it was a signing trade. Sure, so I don't I think he would have been guaranteed. Yeah. Um, Cork Moss. Um. I mean, he's proven he can come off the bench 15, 20 minutes and shoot lights out. I mean, I think that's just the perfect role for him in the playoffs. I truly yeah, don't I, want him to start come playoff time, though. No, I think no, he's, please, no. I don't – I think he might get playoff uh, bench time, but what about that shooter that they just signed, too? And then they well, got Burks, yeah, well, Robinson. I know Robinson was, probably is not going to play much. I like Burks as a second um, ball handler off the bench. Right. Mm-hmm. right. But, um. So that's where it gets difficult. So you have the eight, nine, ten, like 
you usually only want to have eight deep in a playoff. You, you got to so shorten that bench. In, in yeah. reality, Shake Milton might be your backup point guard in situations. Right, so, right. So, with, if that's the case, then your eight comes down to Mike Scott, Robinson the third, and Alec Burks, and you got to pick your poison there. And that's a hard well, matchup, no, dude. I don't know. You got – you don't got Tease anywhere, though? Oh, yeah, you're right. What am I talking about? Yeah, man. <laughs> um, I think, and, that's I why it's, like so it's, diff- a, it's so difficult, dude, because you signed right. – you just it's, traded it's for those two players, and you – I don't know. I, I guess – I got the I guess the eighth spot is going to be. Situational. I think Matisse and Mike Scott will be very situational. Same yeah. with Robinson. I could see yeah. that. Yeah, I can, If they I, need I some deep, he's going to be. No, nah, Matisse will come in for two minutes, defensive stop, bang, get in an offensive guy. He's he's going to be really situational. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they just have so many players that you could put in different situations that it's going to be hard for Brett to figure out. Yeah. Uh, you know I mean? And you know it all—it all comes down to Brett. Mm-hmm. You know Brett too. He'll go—he'll go ten men in the playoffs when you want him to he go. Might. I mean, <laughs> I don't think it's that bad of an idea in certain situations. So, oh, I just don't want to see Raul Neto roll out on that floor. Yeah, no way. Um, I don't think Raul Neto touches a floor. I want no parts of that dude. <laughs> How about your boy Kyle Quinn though, Goody? I like Kyle Quinn, but no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> just not I, enough, I agree. Not there's not enough spaces on the floor, you know. It's just it's uh, he's he's uh, what's what's who's that guy? Amir Johnson. He's technically he's became Amir Johnson of the Sixers. He's a little yeah. bit better. You got to give him a little. Just a little. <laughs> little <bit. laughs> All right, so we covered that. Let's go into the eight game predictions. We'll do. Absolutely. So I'll go through mine real quick, and then you guys can go through yours if you want. And we're chime in or whatever um i have us going six and two eight games uh indy i have a w with no oladipo um i just think ben simmons is a uh nightmare matchup for them um and if joel and b comes in motivated as he, he says he's gonna come in i just think that's a clear w um the spurs second game i think just Embiid's going to eat again, like he usually does against the Spurs. Um, again, Ben Simmons is just Holy a matchup nightmare for anybody. Yeah. And uh, Sixers have like a two-game winning streak against them, I believe, recently. So that's um, a mismatch nightmare for the Spurs. Yeah, because they're they're for sure now more of a smaller lineup. So um, Washington, that's just a clear. Double. They shouldn't even. <laughs> They shouldn't even be there. To I'm be pretty sure Bradley Beal's on the surface of not playing. Um, <laughs> he, say, he said he's not. He said yeah, he's not. D- David Bertans is out. They just yeah. have nothing to play oh, for, so that's just a clear W. Now this is where I get the first loss against the Orlando Magic. They just have our number. I have no idea why. They We just play lax of days school against them, and I couldn't tell you why. And it makes me I think mad. they just um, – yeah. I think they just announced that a few people are going to be out there, right? I think Fultz personal. I'm not sure how. I'm not sure how long. The magic. I got to fact, um, fact check it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I didn't hear anything about that. But um, just losing the Fultz. They got Vucevic. They got Vucevic though. Yeah. Um, he tells us Portland. Um, it's always a good matchup against them. It's just mm, it's always a good game. We always go back and forth, but I had that as a W. Hopefully, better than, uh, 
hopefully better than the November 2nd game when uh, Cork Moss hit that game winner. I'd rather blow them out. <laughs> Cork, you got the balls. It took right. a Cork Moss buzzer beater. Oh, man, that, that game was great. That game was awesome, too, because I think it made us 5-0. Uh, five, uh, five and oh. Yep. We kept our it kept our on the yeah. feeding streak. Yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> I think I think that was our I think that was our last road win. So right. I'm not saying no, I'm just I'm just fucking <laughs> <laughs> um Phoenix, mom, I have a W. They they stink. But Devin Booker always torches us. So he's it's a toss up. <laughs> yeah, it's a toss up. Um Toronto, I have us losing. Um, but that's another toss up because we usually play them good through three quarters in that fourth quarter. It just always seems to go downhill. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but Same if that. our guys stay consistent throughout the game, we I think we we got it. Um Houston, I got that as a W. Um Joel always dominates against Russell Westbrook. It's just that one guy in the league that gets him going. Him and probably Car Anthony Towns are the two guys who get him on another level. Yeah. Um who they got? Who they? Who do they even have playing center right now? That's what I'm the saying. Capella's like, gone. Robert Covington. Yeah, Roko. Nah, I think their center is. Uh, <laughs> what's his uh, name? Power forward. I'm drawing a blank. Uh, yeah. Um, PJ Tucker. Yeah, PJ Tucker. Tucker. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Joel's <laughs> gonna feast. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be great. Um, yeah. And then I just think defensively we're good enough to shut down either Westbrook or, or Harden, and that just completely shuts their game out. So, mm-hmm. what do you guys mm-hmm. think? Oh, Jock, you want to go over your schedule? All right, go. Yeah, I'll go. So, Indianapolis, that game's actually a huge game because that's, like, for the tiebreaker for the playoffs. Yep. Oh, whoever sure. whoever wins that game, and I actually think they lose that game. Oh. I just I just think the two big men, Sabonis and Turner, are just a problem for some reason, and they have good guard play. They always seem to shoot. They always seem to shoot like career high like, threes against us. And their offense, their offensive play is awesome. San Antonio, Dolby. Yeah, 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 but he was out. out but they still, they already, still beat though. us. They beat us by forty on New Year's Eve. Like even oh, when they yeah. didn't have them. Um, I must forgot about that. <laughs> San Antonio, Dub. AJ already explained. Washington, Dub. AJ already explained. I actually have them beating Orlando. I think that's our time. They're due for a dub against them. I sure hope so, but. They just do not. You're right. Well. They're due. They're due for like a fallout out of one of these these stretches between San Antonio, Washington, Orlando, and Portland. They're going to lose one of those. And yeah. I think I think it's going to be Portland, but I can easily see it being Orlando. But I think they're just going to have their turn on them. I think Ben Simmons is going to eat. <laughs> I love oh, Ben Simmons. Do. I don't mean a dick ride, but I think he's going to play really well. <laughs> Portland. Uh, I can Portland. Say. Portland. I got an L. Unless Damian Lillier randomly decides to drop out, like he's been talking about, right? Phoenix W. I uh, I just think that why are they in the playoffs? Phoenix. Uh, they're they're what? What is it? Two and a half or three and a half games? They're in the race. Three and a half out. Yeah, they're getting. They're just getting their feet wet. They're that's it. That's a W for the Sixers. Toronto. That's an L. As AJ said, I just that coach is a beast. Dude, he, Nick Nurse is unreal, dude. He really is. Yeah. Nick how do you lose? Out. How do you lose the best player in the world and you're still that good? Like and you know what I mean. Pat, Pascal Siakam finds a way to eat every single time he right. finds a mismatch against us. I don't get I'll it. I'll tell yeah. you what though. You want to know who eats against us? Van Vliet, dude. That dude just balls yeah. against us. Man. Yeah. What was I, the game? Was it last year in the finals when he had a kid and he dropped like 25 points the night he had a kid? They yeah. Call it the Van Vliet game. That's yeah. Unreal. <laughs> 
That's all so, now. yeah, I got them losing to Toronto, and I have Houston for the same reasons AJ said. I think they're going to just overpower them between Horford and Embiid. For sure. Bringing power down low. Right. I, even I, think a, I think a key factor between all these eight games is how Shake and especially Josh Richardson. I think Richardson, he kind of slowed down towards the end. He had a few yeah. great spots, but I need him to shoot well. We need good shooting. Right. And I think Josh Richardson needs to play really well. Yeah, with Richardson right. with his hamstring and all that. Um, yeah, he, he slowed down. Tinkered up. Yeah, he had a, but, he uh, had a I, fresh start. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what cool. though. He uh, a lot of people keep saying Tobias Harris is the X factor. I think it's Josh Richardson because he defensively he's he helps our team tremendously. Every I night, every night. I agree yeah. for the same and offensively, if he's hot behind the arc, it's just a totally different ball club. Right. Yeah, his un- his, his I love his unorthodox shot. Gets me I know. every time. I know. I agree. All right, uh, all right. Let me let, let me go through mine real quick. I got you guys. All right. So when I when first time I looked at the schedule, I was like, "Wow, eight and zero." But then I I, I, I looked at it some more. I I say I, I'm calling six and zero. Eight and zero. Did you watch I'm the calling- Sixers team all season? <laughs> yeah, you never know which one you're gonna get. I'm an optimistic guy. I don't know. But, um, no, because, yeah, they're so hot and cold, and you just can't tell with the neutral site. I'm, I'm saying 6-2. and two. Um, Start with the game against the Pacers. I, um, I think our only issue is going to be TJ McConnell. He's, he's, he's my biggest fear. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's, no, that, but, um, dude, that's TJ McConnell's biggest stand right there. I have his jersey hanging up in my bedroom. Uh, that's a, that's anyway. a shame. <laughs> Anyway, no, I see this as a win. Um, I am a little scared of the, the combo of Miles Turner and um, Sabonis. I think this might be a game where Al Horford needs to get a little more tick. Um, you know, maybe moving Tobias to the three a little bit and Josh at the two because that big man uh, duo they have there is pretty scary. But I see that as a W, though. I see him pulling it out. Um, One sec. Do they, do they stick um, – Mag- who do they stick on Simmons when they play the Pacers? Is it Brogdon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's Brogdon's out. Is he? Yeah. Nah, nah. He nah. Had, he had COVID, but he's he coming back COVID? to Orlando. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. They, yeah, because they put TJ Warren on uh, Tobias. And I forgot about Brogdon Warren. on. Uh, on uh, right. Yeah, Ben. They got. They got to go. Like, like you said, Potok. It's gonna be a good game, and I feel like Joel will be up for it. I see a big game from Embiid and the W. Um, Spurs and Wizards are going to both be cakewalks. I don't see I, no way we're losing those two. I have a win against Orlando as well. Like um, I think it's time we finally get their number. Um, especially, except we always lose to them down in Orlando. Um, well, that we're down in Orlando, but there's no fans there, so I think we'll be okay. I think we'll get that W. I had them losing. To the Trailblazers, um, I Damian Lillard scares the shit out of me. He always torches us. He's uh, just, he's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, dude, quick guards who can score like that always have our number. I'm gonna say we pull out a dub against the Suns. You know, that's like that's one of them that I'm like really iffy on because Devin Booker is also scary. Uh, but I say we pull that one out, and then we take an, we take a loss to the Raptors. Um, just Brett Brown is not as good as Nick Nurse, so we're gonna see that happen again. And then um, I think I think we beat the the, the uh, Rockets. I think at that point the Sixers will start to get our legs and get revved up. Hopefully for a potential run. So like I'm with you guys. I see six and two. 
And hopefully that's enough to get us up in that four or five category. You know, you would, yeah. you want to climb, you want to climb the standings just for matchup purposes, right. you know? Right. You know, so we can get in, we can get in on that too later of who, depending the on how the, seed, how the seeds drop. Yeah. yeah that, right. That, that'll be for another episode big time. So I want to touch on something real quick. So I saw something on Twitter during the week. Somebody tweeted that whoever wins this year's championship should have an asterisk next to their name. Oh, fuck no. Um, in my opinion, I think that is – it shouldn't happen because, one, you've been out of the game for about three and a half months, four months, and you got to get your guys in shape. Everybody's on, on fair playing grounds. I just think it's going to be one of the hardest playoffs slash finals to play in. So I don't I understand agree. why they're being asked. How about you guys? AJ, AJ, for a rare time, I agree with you, brother. I, I think it's going to be, <laughs> you know, it's going to take guys three months and off. fans out there. Yeah. It's you're like, going to hear think, some arguments between me and Goody with the Sixers. Yeah, I'll tell you I that. Think, <laughs> I think it's an easy argument, like, for – for quick yeah. fans, it's it's easy to say that you can put an asterisk next to it, but once you take the right. icing off the cake and look under it and what it takes to get through this, just the whole entire playoffs, right? All the shit they got to go through, it's even more impressive they that they get a double exactly, and that's my I agree. Point. I agree. You're not you don't get any games in front of your your home fans. You know you got to go down yeah. there and no. you got to isolate for months. Yeah, like. you know, every fan base is saying what we're saying, but once their team loses, they're gonna put an asterisk next exactly. To it. Yeah, I think yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna jump in here. See, I agree with you guys, but the one thing I think this championship's definitely just gonna have an asterisk next to it, just with everything going on, and you're gonna have certain players not there, and you don't even know what's gonna happen into the future. Maybe you know a big star player gets COVID and can't play. Like, let's just say hypothetically, very true, and can't play, and then that's when you have to really start thinking. Like, if LeBron or a big star name isn't in the picture. There's definitely going to be an asterisk, but the one thing about the NBA's, I mean, the NBA playoffs are just so long and you're playing, you know, so many teams. If you're making the finals, it's the same thing as the playoffs would normally be, but just like from the casual fan perspective, like I think they're going to put an asterisk on it. And I think they're going to look at like an NBA championship in the playoffs, at least more of like a tournament style Thing as opposed, yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that I, big, day, it, like an it, AAU. See what Josh Richardson said, right? It's gonna be the most expensive yeah. yeah. tournament. Now, Alex, I agree with that. We're kind of looking at like clear-hearted, like if it goes perfectly yeah. as planned. But imagine if the finals, game one, LeBron gets tested positive. Yeah, you never know, right. on the rest of the series. The NBA that, would find so a I, way to delay the. Yeah, the, the <laughs> final, no, so. I, I do agree <laughs> with that. If, now, what I am excited for is the possibility of players being mic'd up. Yeah, that the NBA, hey, yeah. There's word. There's word and talk about it. How the hell? I know the players. That? The players want themselves to be mic'd up for the fans since they can't be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Now, if that gets passed, the- that is going to be fun. That would be. That would be lit. That's yeah, something I'll, I'll, that I'll the NBA and all major sports should do anyway. If the fans can't be I'll, there, you might I as well have us enjoy the guys talking and trash talking through the television. I right. want the bench mic'd up just to hear the fucking celebrations on the bench and shit. Yeah, did you know? you hear Norvell <laughs> so Pell this, today? Yeah, no, what'd he say? Norvell Pell uh, was a uh, guy asked a question since he won't be playing a lot, he'll be there. Um, right. That he'll be basically the fans. The bench mm-hmm. will be the fans. So he's like, I'm going to be our team's number one cheerleader. You're going to be loud as shit. Jumping around like a cheerleader. And I'm like, that's, that's awesome. great. You guys that's know awesome. how that's the. 
the Jordan documentary on like regular ESPN, it was uncensored and he could curse in it or whatever. And then ESPN two would be like a censored version. Right. I think yeah. the NBA should do something like that where you can have the mic'd up players, allow them to say whatever the hell they want. And that could be on one channel. And then on another channel, a censored version, you can't hear them curse and it's all bleeped out just to have like those oh. two different viewpoints, because if yeah. the players are mic'd up, they're, don't they're just going to be yeah. speaking naturally and they're going right. to right they're going to say some if, shit that you can't say NBA on tv offered, if the nba <laughs> offered a package yeah let's say 30 or 40 bucks through the rest of the season to have the rated i'm paying Un- that oh right yeah away. and they would make that's a that's actually a good idea i think that, AJ, you might have to send like an email uh, to yeah. like the nba right because there you might have just hit the make, jackpot you know how many fans <laughs> would buy that dude that would just it that would, would oh, make I, so much money right here yeah because i mean like fans want to hear the players talking on the court and they, they want it uncensored. They exactly. want that. They that want to be in the game. They want that authenticity. They want to be as close exactly. to the game as possible. And I think that's just such a good idea for the NBA to do just right. into, especially with the lack of revenue with how the season ended. I think they should try to get creative and find ways right. for fans. It's like and, and, and the other thing win. is the sp- sports have been out for four months now. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that, you can even bulk up the price if you want. Usually you would think something like that, maybe, all right, not it's like, like 10, 15 bucks. Yeah, you yeah. charge 30, 40 bucks, people are going to buy it. Without it's, a like buying a, it's like it's buying a virtual courtside ticket, you know what I mean? Right, I think exactly. it would be a huge fucking hit, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Especially with no fans at the stadiums or anything like that, people are yeah, going to be dude. glued to the screens, they're going to be exactly. watching every game, and they want to be as close and have that authentic experience as possible. You know how many bets could be on that ver- like that censored like how many yeah, even that. over and under uh, fucks <laughs> are during the game? You know what I mean? Like there's just yeah. so many opportunities they could do with an uncensored plan. Like it's how many times is LeBron going to complain about a foul call to one of the refs? Over under is going to be like fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking 15, the over. I'm yeah. taking over. <laughs> That's generous. Right. Right. Amen. Absolutely. All right. Hey, we're all, all right. good. Guess Love what? That. I'm coming to I'm coming to some games when uh when they're allowed to bring some fans back. I'll sign and that like, waiver. I'll sign hell yeah. <laughs> I've trust me, I've been looking. Yeah. They called me the other day. Uh Man, but we're gonna wrap it up. It's the first episode of Ring That Bell Podcast. Um we're looking to bring you some really good episodes in the future and uh we have some guests lined up in the future as well. So um that's enough guys. Have fun. <laughs>